Hey guys, this is Squid. I just wanted to let you know that Yidam Fwigs is now on Patreon. With your paid Patreon account, you can listen to episodes a week in advance and get exclusive access to bonus content. Visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Yidam podcast. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Y-D-M-F-W-G-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Or click the link in the description. Anyway, on with the show. You don't make friends with giant squids podcast. I'm Squid. I'm Jackson. Holy crap, what number is this? A lot. It's like 37 or 38. Yeah, it's 38. 38. <laughs> okay. <sighs> what to talk about? Oh. We saw a lot of stuff. Oh, recently. yeah. Saw a lot of things. All the things. All the things. Like, we went to see Mother. Mm-hmm. Which, the Jennifer Lawrence. Since, I mean, we went the first night it came out. Yeah. So, it, we, we got to see it before all the hate. <laughs> yeah, before it was a hated I mean, movie. Te- well, technically, we saw the hate happening in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I know that you have some pretty interesting takes on the movie. Well, I the mean, thing is... I loved the movie. Like, I absolutely adored the movie. I mean, it. I mean, to be fair, I was stoned. But I loved the movie. Like, it had me from the beginning. I was trying to figure it out. And I'm, you know, I'm just, there's going to be spoilers. Because I don't know how else to talk about this. But Mother is the movie starring Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. They don't really tell you anything much about the movie. Except that it's going to blow your mind in the previews. Well, no. It advertises itself as a horror movie, uh, but as a, it, it it's misleading in the way that it's saying that it's a horror movie. Uh, it's a you, horror movie. No, I know technically it is, but they're advertising it as a normal jump scare horror movie. So uh, honestly, I, I feel like that type of marketing it both was beneficial to the movie, and detrimental. Because people weren't expecting, like, uh, the strange fever dream that yeah. it actually is. Well, to be fair, the director was the is director known of Black for Swan that. Yeah. But you were still expecting horror movie. But then again, half the fun of the experience was to, ex- to be surprised yeah. by that. It's, it's definitely a movie that you should go in not knowing anything. Like, yeah. I think that... Knowing stuff is detrimental to the experience. Yeah, because uh, honestly, I'm never gonna watch that movie again. I, I was telling you, I was telling you and mom. No, I. It was horrifying, and I don't want to experience that again. But it was a good movie. It was so well done. Yeah, so beautiful. Well done. It, the actors were amazing. It was just horrifying, and I, I don't want to feel that again, way. Though. I like, don't want to feel that way again. I feel like I could watch it again. Like. If I wanted to show it to somebody... You're also masochistic, so... I am. I am semi-masochistic. Um, but the thing is, okay, so there's a bunch of religious imagery and references that I didn't get in the moment, maybe because I was so into the movie. No, because you were following with it. You were... Yeah, on, I was You were on it. the journey. You were in the roller coaster. Yeah, I was along it. for the ride. So, looking back, you were able to put pieces together. I feel like nobody really, unless you knew what you were... What, what, what was going to happen... I don't, I don't think it. I don't think anybody would actually figure that out until the end. Yeah, but this movie was so good that I withheld my tears 
like, because I was crying, obviously, at one point, because it's just so horrific what happens to Jennifer Lawrence's character. Like, it's it's insane. And the movie just gets, like, you don't know what's happening at any point in time. The way that it's shot is so claustrophobic. You can't see anything past the main character. You're com- you completely experience things exactly as she does when she experiences it. And you don't know anything more than she does in that moment. Yes. And it's just very close it's it's like super close third person yeah uh pov it's very strange to see it visually depicted like that yeah because you know you're you're used to reading yeah you're used to reading and feeling that way close third person but but seeing it in a movie was crazy but the thing is i loved this movie i thought it was revolutionary because we were just talking about in the it podcast about how horror nowadays is kind of more jump scare than it is mental like mental horror like physically scaring you from the situation and not mm-hmm. from you know and it's just psychologically this movie is ridiculous like it it's a fever dream it's a pan- it's an hour-long panic attack yes. like it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse yes and you don't understand What's going on? No one's telling you anything. You're getting so frustrated with Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Then you're frustrated with Jennifer Lawrence you for not doing anything yeah. about it and just taking it. Yeah, it's, and then as, it's so abusive. So abusive. And then as the movie just descends into ridiculousness, you're you don't get to know what's happening. No. Like you just know it's happening and 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 what's happening is bad and yeah. it's horrifying. What Oh god. Immediately I went to the baby. Oh. Oh, so I would, I don't know, it's such a polarizing movie because we got home, I was, well, she was dejected. No, but you were awed at the end of the movie. Yeah. When when the credits started rolling before that woman spoke. Yeah. You, the woman, there was a woman in the theater and she just immediately shouted out as soon as it was done. She shouted, um, like that was the worst movie movie I've ever seen seen in my whole life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Live in a an area and makes sense. <laughs> we live in an area where this kind of stuff happens. So. But it was before she said anything. I could see that it was had affected her. I, I could see it had affected Squid so profoundly. It was strange. Like your eyes were so wide, you were covering your mouth with your jacket, and you just looked like childlike. <laughs> It, and it was it was very strange to see. I never I haven't seen that before. And I think it's and then until you were fully, I don't know, back in your own body. Yeah, because <laughs> you you had gone somewhere else. I had like I was in that movie. That movie had me. Like I experienced it with the character. Cause I mean the beginning, um, the beginning is shot like it, it slowly introduces you to this like aspect of the fever dream because you don't know if the main character is crazy. And she sees things like this, so she's on house arrest. Like, you don't understand, but the entire movie takes place in one house. You never leave the house, and you never leave Jennifer Lawrence's character. And it was just, at first, I was trying so hard to figure out what was real and what wasn't real, because I didn't want to get fight clubbed or mementoed, you know? I wanted to make sure that I was on top of things. But then it just, it falls into the ridiculous after a while of just, you can't explain some of these things. And you just kind of stop, and you let it wash over you, and just let it happen, because there's nothing else you can do. And then by the end of it, it was just, I couldn't believe the ending. 
I mean, not the ending ending, because obviously it ends the same way it begins, and I knew that they wouldn't put that shit in the beginning unless they were going to tie it into the ending somewhere. Um, but it was just... Uh, it was horrifying. It was horrifying, and I'd never experienced something like that. And it wasn't until later. And I'm saying spoiler alert right now, because... You You should see the movie. I do recommend you see the movie. You might hate it. You might think, oh, my God, I can't believe these bitches made me go see it. Worst thing in my life. So slow. Couldn't follow it. Or you might think it was the best thing that you've ever seen in your life, like how I did. But I personally thought it was amazing because it was an art house film that had, like, a a standard movie, like, a a blockbuster movie budget. So it was really well made. And I love artsy-fartsy shit. But that's just who I am as a person. Um, But it was just... uh, you might hate it, you might love it, just watch it because it's polarizing. It will make you feel something. Whether mm-hmm. it's hate or love, it will make you feel something. Um, but So I'm just going to go ahead, and after we got home, things started clicking in my head. Like, it, the religious connotations to it. Like, you can see characters reflected in Adam and Eve and Javier Bardem as God, making Jennifer Lawrence like Mother Earth. I immediately made that connection as soon as the... I mean, obviously he was, because you kind of get that by the end anyway. Yeah, that you have to forgive them shit. <laughs> yeah, because he is God, and the fact that he he was able to recreate, take her, her, her heart, mm-hmm. and then recreate with someone else. Yeah. It was... I mean, she was like, what are you? And then she was like, I don't have anything left to give. I've given everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, that got me. Yeah. But she, or as soon as the credits rolled, they listed Javier Bardem's character name as he, Big H. Or him. Or him, Big H. And that was the huge, oh, he's God. Yeah. Now, I didn't get that, and then there, you start looking back, and when Ed Harris's character um, first... Which was billed as man, and and, and Michelle Pfeiffer was woman. woman. But you can tell that he's Adam, because he shows up by himself, and then when he, like, starts up-chucking or whatever, he has that scar underneath, and... Yeah, his, where his rib is. Yeah, where his rib is, and, you know, God created Eve from the rib of Adam, and... And then, all next of a sudden, day, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, show, <laughs> Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer shows up. And they both go into the room where his thing is, and Adam and Eve taking the bite of the apple, the whole bullshit like that. Then the Cain and Abel reference with their kid. like Yeah, one kills the other. Yeah, one kills show, the other. They show up and just terrify Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know. She's like, uh, these people are just showing up, fighting, uh, squabbling about family shit, about, uh, like, about... Uh, quote unquote Adams will yeah and and then one of the kids kills the other kid yeah and they and um after she's had these people in her house all of a sudden they come back for the wake like they have the funeral in her house and there's a bunch of people in there and um they keep trying to sit on a sink that she tells them that they can't do that because the sink's not like mounted it's not, properly. It's not braced yeah yeah and yet they kept doing it and they're like no it is and they jumped on it and then you know a flood happens because the sprinkler system goes off in the house and everybody leaves yeah and then after that jennifer lawrence gets pregnant and um she makes a comment like uh well i cleaned up after that last apocalypse so it makes a reference to the flood and then you know she has his baby after all these people come to his house or after he writes his word you know the word of god after which he finishes then writing his the book, house is bombarded with hordes of people hordes of people who don't give a shit about jennifer lawrence or her house nope only care about taking things to prove that they were there 
Yes, everyone wanted to just take take things and didn't care if they destroyed it while they t- took it. Yeah, didn't care. They didn't care about anything that and was And she house. had built, they kept referencing throughout the movie that this house is connected to her. Because, because she she's built it. She built it from the ground up after a fire. Mm-hmm. That's what they said with Javier Bardem. That he survived the fire and he lost everything. And she met him and loves him and um, built the house up from scratch by yep. herself while he's struggling he's a struggling artist he's a struggling writer who hasn't been able to create actually he's not even an artist or a writer i would say he's more of a creator mm-hmm. in general ha he him hey him. the creator the creator anyway she has this kid she purposefully keeps harvey arbidem away from her kid because she doesn't trust him at this point i mean i no, wouldn't because trust him either the whole place goes into chaos it's and he doesn't do anything uh, to protect no, he her doesn't, and he doesn't care he just wants to, to uh, she's saying make them leave make all these people leave they've started a riot in our home like it's a full-on fledged if you've seen any movie about the uh, like the war in afghanistan oh yeah it's like that inside her house yeah it's crazy and it's terrifying mm-hmm. and, pe- and yeah, she's going teams, into labor Machine guns. Even one dude from the SWAT team sees her and tries to, and help, tries her to help her because he's the only person who's who's not treating her like shit. Like she's just uh, like she's not worth anything. They're, they talk the way the people speak to her. Some uh, one of the guys uh, said, like tries to he come comes on to her and and he's like then he calls her like a fucking cunt. Yeah. Like you're like what the hell? Like like you didn't want me anyway, you bitch lesbian. Like the hell yeah it was so it was so shocking michelle pfeiffer's character is so mean to her oh yeah she's crazy yeah but you start seeing it and she she gives birth to his son hides him from him falls asleep while she's trying to hide staying awake for days trying feels like days while javier bardem staring her down won't tell the people to go he keeps them there uh, but they're locked in a room so she feels sort of safe but she doesn't trust javier bardem nope she falls asleep. He takes the baby yes. to the mob that's staying in their house. And the baby starts crowd surfing. And she's chasing after him, being like, give me back and my screaming baby. screaming and crying. And it's so it's so emotionally charged that you feel you feel her panic. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, the baby gets ripped apart. And everyone starts eating him. Like, rip the fuck apart. There's nothing. There's She comes. Uh, she, she approaches. She's making her way through the crowd, tr- trying to follow where her kid went. Though this time, this new, newborn infant and then she comes across the table and just blood just innards and blood innards and, and a rib cage yeah and she turns and around and people horrifying. are just like nom, 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 yeah, and they're munching on him and you know that's a reference to communion you know you eat the body of christ yeah like but you don't know that at the time and you're freaking the fuck out like what the hell you can't just eat baby and then she starts hitting them trying to get her baby back yes. together and then they just start stomping on her and ripping her clothes. The clothes and, and you see, like, Jennifer Lawrence got a nice rack. Yeah, but... Oh, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's, it's horrifying. And then, then I thought that they were going to eat her, too. Yeah, like, I, was, I thought I was they were so going to start clawing into her skin. I thought she was going to start getting ripped to shreds. And she's like, she starts swelling, getting a black eye, and Javier Redem screaming at them to stop. And, and, and that, but he doesn't make them go. Nope. They're still there. And, and she's just saying, make them go. And, and, he's, and he was like, I can't. I can't make them go. Yeah, and they're, like, hitting her and punching her, calling her a cunt, spitting on her. Yeah, whore. Calling her a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, it was insane, the, the shit they're yelling at her. And then she gets really angry and yells, and you see the, like... The house, sh- like, swell sh- with her, her anger. <sighs> yeah. And then it just shakes apart and breaks down yeah. the middle. And... 
and throughout the movie, she actually they do this scene where she touches the walls. Yeah, and there's like a heartbeat. And she can you can see inside her her head. You go into her thoughts, and she's yeah, it's like she's seeing a heartbeat, but seeing it with her. And this whole time, from the start of the movie, since since these people, these people have become part of her life like slowly parts of the house have been deteriorating like there's a specific floorboard that begins to get mushy and mushy like how a, a body would yeah it starts rotting yeah and she has she so she's able to see uh, so you think uh, for the entire movie she's somehow psychically connected to the, to the house. house or something yeah or or it could just be a visual metaphor flat yeah but but you don't know you don't you don't know you don't know anything the movie doesn't tell you shit yeah, because whenever she, when she was in labor too, before she had the kid, every contraction made the, the house the house shake. Yeah. But but it shook from her perspective. Uh-huh. So you were not sure if the house was actually shaking and people could feel like it, or if it effect. was just yeah, dramatic because we're in, we're so close in her third person mm-hmm. that we that we are feeling the contraction with her. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was very the movie is very well done. Yes, it's such it's so well. But done. again, so horrifying. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, it was just, it was... I mean, I understand why people hate it. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. It's just that <laughs> the plebes just don't understand good art. <laughs> the plebes. <laughs> Jesus you know, Christ. I just, I just, I know it sounds so elitist, but I mean, the second that woman was like, Oh my God, this movie fucking fucking movie in the world. It's the first thing I thought, like, fucking peasant. <laughs> you, don't under, you don't even understand. You don't get it. You know what? I don't expect you and your tiny IQ to fucking get it. But then, you know, I kind of feel bad afterwards. Well, yeah, because that's, you know, that's so mean. Know. You don't know her. I don't you know don't know her. her life. I don't know her life. I just know that the movie wasn't for her. And maybe she didn't know what she was expecting going that's, that's in. That's what I'm saying is that that, that was beneficial and detrimental at the same time. Yeah. It's such a weird fucking movie. But the thing, I kind of, my mother is a huge fan of The Matrix. And I kind of compared Mother to The Matrix because people didn't know what The Matrix was before they went to go see it. They thought it was just another action movie. And it turned out to be something that was crazy and revolutionary. And it was a different type of movie that now you see kind of emulated and everything. Like it's like spewed mm. out of Hollywood nowadays. Um, but that's what I felt like this movie was. It felt like a horror film that wasn't scary or jump scary or like not having disturbing images. It was a horror film that was genuinely horrific yeah it was a horrific experience like if i can think it was it was horrifying but not in the sense of ah i was so scared by freddy krueger he's so scary and terrifying it wasn't terrifying it was disturbingly haunting and i loved that take on a horror movie because that's all i wanted like, I was tired of jump scares and visual effects because they don't get me. But when you mentally get me, you mentally fucking get me. And I got got. <laughs> got got. I got got. But then the movie ends with uh, Jennifer Lawrence freaking because they just eaten her child. Mm-hmm. Should they just beat the shit out of her? He, Javier Bardem still won't make them go. Nope. So she runs down to the basement where there's a furnace yeah and she also discovers a uh a tunnel in that brick wall at uh, some point yeah kind of it's more like, it's like a sewer yeah, system or something like in or? the basement it's kind of more like a cellar than anything and um 
the part of the wall breaks down earlier when she's getting frustrated in the movie. Yeah, and you slowly see the rotting effect take place in the house. Yeah. The, the worse her relationship is with Javier Bardem and and the more frustration and, and destruction that these people are introducing into her life in her house. Yeah, but um, so after she gets beat the fuck up, they eat her children, Javier is like, you have to forgive them. That's all you can do is forgive them. For they know not what they do. <laughs> you know, you have to forgive them. And she's like, bull fucking shit. Yep. These motherfuckers are gonna burn. Run she, straight to the basement. Yeah. And I think it's like there's wine like an, or like something. An, is it wine or is it like, I thought it was oil. Yeah, oil. There's something like deep in the basement. And he's just like, don't, he's looking at her, please just don't do this. And, and she has the lighter that was Adam's lighter, mm-hmm. right? Because he's a, he smokes throughout the entire thing. And, yeah. But she, she's mad because she's telling these people, I don't, we don't, I don't. People don't smoke in my house. Yeah. But they do it anyways. That's the type of shit. It just needs at you. Yeah, just it's little so little pricks. She's just like, please don't smoke in here. Oh, okay. So her face, she turns around five seconds later. Like, seriously? Yep. Yeah. And, oh, God. And everything she made by hand, too. It's just, and then it's like, it's like putting, it's, it's like someone who built the wooden table and then you purposefully put something a glass on it with no coaster knowing oh, yeah. that they just made that table like an ice cold glass on a hot summer day you like you just see that condensation on the outside as disrespect yes because it's, it's so like that person just made it yeah they made that like, it's and it's not even if you bought it but especially if you made it yeah god it was so frustrating and michelle michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer awful, awful. michelle pfeiffer they said don't go into his study yeah she said that's off limits we are letting you stay here because javier Bardem cannot not let them stay there yeah and and they go into his office it's just all that it's just ugh. god that was so oh god i'm getting a frustration cramp <laughs> it was so frustrating yeah it was. And, and that frustration builds and it builds and it builds until finally she she lights that lighter and then just yeah, whole house lit up. And that's when Javier, Bar- she's like, I can't give you anything else. Javier Bar- reaches into her, takes that crystal that we saw that was like earlier. The crystal heart. Yeah. And she's like, I have nothing left to give. And then the beginning of the movie happens at the end of the movie where the whole house gets restored after he puts that her heart yep. crystal thing back into the thing. The house gets rebuilt. And guess who's in J-Law's bed? Another fucking bitch with an awful nose. Yeah. Aw. She had a bad girl. nose. She had a really bad nose. She just looked very mousy to me. And she had like a huge snoz. Uh, I and mean, Jennifer Lawrence for one of them. Yeah. So it's, you just, it's just then it starts all over again. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I start like, and as I got home, like the pieces just started falling into place. I would just kind of lay there on my bed, letting the movies like after effects just kind of wash over me. And then more and more stuff would click. Oh, this was referenced to, oh, this was referenced to, oh, this was referenced to, you know? Once you understood what was happening, then afterwards I started putting the pieces together. And and then you can uh, appreciate it, but then I also feel like it did take away from, uh, yeah, it took from away some from of the mystique or the chaos of the movie. Yeah, because the fact that I didn't know what the fuck was, was happening, happening. Yeah, that was kind of a, that had a charm in itself. Yeah. But then <laughs> that's very strange, though. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that why that takes away because it's 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 well done yeah the, the pieces that you put back but then it, it does kind of seem like it would have been more obvious i don't know if it's because we're just not religious yeah we're not religious at all so maybe somebody who was more religious would have seen it that's, maybe well uh, maybe and maybe that's what took him out of the movie maybe Although, I mean, I've mostly just seen the reviews on it i've just seen people saying that it's a it's a uh movie about climate change yeah 
No, I, that was the first thing that I I found online was that it was about it was a movie about climate change and the fact that we're like destroying the earth. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's there, but I don't think that's, that's the, the point, main yeah. point, honestly. I think the main point is that God fucking sucks. Yes. We God do. sucks. Don't don't trust no, him. No, and we do. Yeah. We people, we suck, dude. Well, people were made be in nice his image. Be nice to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> right, be nice. Be nice to Jayla. That's the that's the whole point of it. Yeah, that's the whole point of the the movie. Be nice to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> recycle. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. Be nice to Jayla. <laughs> be nice to Jayla. Uh, what else? We saw on Netflix, Jerry Seinfeld has a new stand-up. Oh, yeah, it's called uh, Jerry Before Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's part one of two specials that he sold to Netflix. Well, that makes me feel better. Just because the special was all, um... For one billion dollars. <sighs> Wait, no, it was a million. Was, was it, it a million? million? No, I think it was like a billion. Because, well, something, it was something ridiculous. He got paid uh, well, a ridiculous I was just think- amount of money. I was just thinking a billion's a lot. A billion Like a, a really lot. <laughs> well, maybe it was like 14 million or something. I had the article. 60 million? 40? Can't remember. Anyway, he got paid a shit ton. And the thing is that this special was just a bunch of his old uh, material that he would tell. Like, he basically told about his childhood and growing up. And essentially until the point where he got onto the um, uh, Carson show. Jimmy Carson? Yes. Yeah, until he got onto the Jimmy Carson show and then, like, or late night. Late Night Tonight, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Carson? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just making sure that I'm getting the names right, because, you know, there's so many Jimmys and so many Carsons. You know, and our our audience is so large that (laughs) someone's going to tell us what what we fucked up on. (laughs) One of our many viewer. (laughs) Listener. Our listener. Many many of our listener. (laughs) But still, yeah. Um, So it's... I mean, some of them are really funny because you haven't heard them. But I mean, if you watch the show, at yeah, all, if you follow so his career, it's. It, it, I mean, we were, we're kind of avid Seinfeld fans, mm-hmm. um, which is why you know we would have told Kesha, she, he's not gonna hug you. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if she was a real fan, I mean, I love her. Yeah. But if she was a real fan, um, she would have known he he doesn't hug. Yeah. That's just that's just not even part of his personality. No. But his. <laughs> He even t- goes into detail about how his first words were, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. And that just kind of sums up his comedy for me. It's just, and it's not necessarily just the, what you'd think as leave me alone. It's that kind of attitude of, I don't, just leave me alone. Like, disdain. And it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's kind of playful because it's his first words and he's a child. It's a child who's telling you to leave him alone. Leave me alone. (laughs) Right? I can't even imagine having a kid where his first words are leave me alone. Oh, my God. That would fuck with my head. (laughs) So bad. Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's, it's like even my kid doesn't like me. I created you. (laughs) I created you in my image. (laughs) Poor Jayla. Yeah. Poor Jayla. But yeah, the Seinfeld the Seinfeld special was pretty. It was cool, but it was like special feature cool. Wasn't yeah, it? but there's I have there. Ah yeah yeah. Ah yeah yeah. I I feel like he a lot of it was really really funny. Oh yeah. It was so funny that I didn't laugh. <laughs> 
you know it, it was just so funny that the the joke were his jokes the way he crafts his jokes that's what a lot of the the in-between cuts were and he's speaking to you about how he his, the joy he gets from from creating and crafting a joke mm -hmm. and and seeing where it lands i mean you see him pave the entire thing with he only owns yellow notebooks the yellow notepads yeah <laughs> and you can see it line the streets and different like colors of age yeah because no yeah he said that he kept every joke that ever worked or whenever a joke worked, worked he would like write it down and he would keep it in this folder and then he just laid down all the jokes that ever worked yes like behind him in the street and it it was amazing i mean the jokes he shared with us is they're just so well done yeah, they were, they were very well done. And they were so and funny. Some I of them didn't were ninja, ninja jokes where like, you're just kind of listening, waiting for the punchline. And the next thing you know, shoom, the punchline went by. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, and which is why you laughing. can't laugh. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's, so, it's so funny so quickly. Yeah. And, oh, God. And then you, then you see, you, first it's funny, and then you see why it was funny, and then that makes it funny again. And it's just, it, he's just so good. Yeah. He's really good. It's just I wanted him to do some new material. I want to see oh, what yeah. that looks like now. Oh, but you, one thing he does do a stand-up special. Yeah, I mean about his first time in that comedy store and how he came up, pretty he, much up yeah. until he got to the show. Yeah, and him as a kid. Yeah, but he's trying. Okay, now this is something that bugged me. I guess it didn't bug Jackson as much. But he's trying to capture young Jerry voice with old Jerry oh, vocal. No, that bothered me. And he kept cracking in the middle when he was yelling. <laughs> yeah, he needed a lozenge. Yeah, he sounded like he was going through puberty again. Yeah. His voice kept cracking. Like, it was crazy. Because, I mean, we, uh, especially watching the show and then hearing the cadence of some of the jokes. Yeah, because he's got the same cadence still. That's how he, you, people said that Jerry can't act. But the thing is, is that's how he speaks. Yeah. That's his, that's his delivery. Yeah. For the jokes. And, and, and it's like, you can't act. But it's like, no, he, he just, that's, that's, that's how he speaks. That's what he does. That's how he speaks. <laughs> and doing that, he would crack. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at, at the, the emphasis. Yeah. yeah. Cause you can tell he hasn't done it in a while because his voice can't get there anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. At least you know he's not annoying his family. <laughs> What's the deal with airline pilot? <laughs> airline food. Oh. Peanuts? Peanuts. Peanuts. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, and just he makes... He just makes the weirdest observations. Oh, yeah. Fucking Jerry. Leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone, guys. Cause just leave me alone. Um, he looked like a baby and a lot of I mean yeah it was about him I actually really enjoyed his take on this new special because I feel like comedians that have surpassed a certain age limit I mean I'm not saying that Jerry's old old he's not super old but a lot of them I feel try and get on the millennium bandwagon they're making fun of that Oh, or they're making fun of like dating relationships I, I, and but they're coming at it as ha, with their age but pretending like they're not i understand what you're saying yeah but with seinfeld instead he twisted it and and, and had new material by talking about how uh, his early life because in general he's still a child 
in his heart. He's still three telling people to leave him alone. <laughs> and I love that because he was like, no, I'm not going to pretend like I'm in my 20s and relevant. I'm going back. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back in time. Oh, God. And talking about uh, life when he grew up. And, I mean, just I think that that it, it was a refreshing twist on how people try to be younger. Yeah. But, okay, I, I completely agree with that. But a lot of the jokes that he told in, in the special were old, older jokes, you know. But in the the preview on Netflix that has Ellen DeGeneres and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and Jerry in it, he tells this joke about you know phone calls he goes you know when somebody calls you and you say hello and then they say hello he goes oh that conversation's over right there now why are you saying hello you called me <laughs> like i thought that was one of the funniest jokes like that he told and it wasn't even in the special <laughs> like, that, like that joke alone was what made me go okay because i wasn't really sure if i wanted to watch seinfeld you know i'm not sure if i wanted to see the fall of somebody that I really liked. You know? But that would be assuming they fell. I mean, Chappelle didn't. No, Chappelle didn't fall. Um, but, like, I don't expect Chris Rock to fall. I don't expect Dave Chappelle to fall. I expect Ellen DeGeneres to fall a little bit because she knows she's surrounded by yes men. So she's only going to fall. I, That's what I was scared of with Seinfeld, that he's going to fall because he's surrounded by yes men. I didn't think so just because of Larry David. What do you mean? Because I don't think he fell. I mean, I don't like him. Because I don't like who he is as a person. Oh, yeah. I don't like Larry David. <laughs> but he hasn't gotten any less funny. Well, the thing is, with Larry David, people don't like him. He doesn't have yes men. If he wants to find out what people think of him, he'll go online. And believe and, me, and it'll he, knock him he's down. His, he's his own yes man. <laughs> he's his own yes man. But the thing is, nobody wants to say anything bad about Jerry. True. Nobody wants to say anything bad. There isn't really anything bad to say about Jerry. Especially not now. I mean, maybe when he was on television. Well, they did. They did. They did bash the finale of Seinfeld. Yeah, but, like, that's on the finale. That's not on him. It's just, I was so scared that he was going to drop in quality. Uh, I, I didn't think he did. No, I don't think he dropped. I don't think he dropped in quality at all. But then again, he was doing old material, so it was old quality. And not, it was old, but mixed with new. Yeah. Whatever. It was... I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm happy that there's a second one, because I want to see more material. Yes. I, I want to see... I want to see... Hey, did it. you look up to see how much money he got paid? No. I stopped. Por qué? Um, I thought you were going to be annoyed. Oh. Well, I'll look it up then. What were you saying? I lost the train of thought. You lost your train of thought. You scared me. You scared me. 100 million. Ah, see, that's a lot, too. But it wasn't a billion. <laughs> okay, just to put that in perspective, Game of Thrones costs around $10 million per episode to make total. Game of Thrones. So, but there One of the there highest ten, quality. Wouldn't there, weren't there 10 episodes, though? So wouldn't that be $100 billion? No, um, there were $100 seven, million? There were seven episodes. Oh, but if there were 10? If there were 10, it would be $100 uh, million. <sighs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So instead, the whole last season of Game of Thrones was seventy million, and Jerry got paid a hundred. Jerry got paid a hundred million to do for this two two specials for Netflix. That's crazy. I would do two specials. <laughs> I would just do it. <laughs> Dude, Jerry could live off 
that forever. <laughs> yeah, I could live on that forever. Jerry's a lot older. <laughs> I know. Uh, he can I'd find, he'll find him, he can find immortality. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's a shit ton of money. You know, for a hundred million, I expected a better special. <laughs> Maybe some special effects. Some lighting. I don't know, something. Maybe it's a better a, suit. Let's see home movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. But a hundred million. A hundred fuck, oh, fuck me. Fuck me. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a fuck ton. God. It's not like he isn't rich already. I know. That's why I'm so sad. He didn't even need it. Uh, there's people in the world who need that money. I wonder how much Chris Rock got. Oh. You want me to look that up too? No. We could look that up when uh, when we do it. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot of money. Uh, Netflix obviously sees value in stand-up. They're uh they're investing hard. Yeah, really hard in their stand up specials. Which is funny because I think I read another article about that and they had said specifically that that uh cable companies don't think it's a good idea the way that that Netflix is that they they don't agree that Netflix sees a lot of value in comedy yeah. while they do not. Uh, well, Netflix doesn't have to release their viewers habits. That's true. Yeah, that's one of the most frustrating things about Netflix is that even um, uh, people who create shows for Netflix don't know if anybody's watching their show. Because nobody really tells them. They only know about the buzz that gets um, circulated online. And mm -hmm. that's about as much as you can tell by how many people are watching it. Because Netflix is super tight-lipped about it. They don't even tell their own people who's like who's has the most views. And I guess it's a power play on Netflix's part, but... If they see something in stand-up, and I know me and you watch a ton of stand-up on Netflix, yeah. whereas we don't really watch stand-up on other streaming services, you know? Well, I did with Hulu. I watched a lot, and and for whenever Comedy Central had any any uh, the half hours, we used to watch those. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean but we're also already into stand-up. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out. What? Because I mean, I don't expect cable companies to do what Netflix did. Netflix was revolutionary. Yeah. So the fact that cable companies don't get it isn't really surprising to me. Yeah. Like they shouldn't get it. If they got it, then it would make me upset. But also, it's like the same thing with that. Maybe kind of mad with the backlash that Mother had gotten. Oh yeah. And Paramount was like, oh well, no one gets mad at Netflix when they do something creative and innovative, and like we're standing behind our movie, and this is. Uh, this is a movie that made you feel something and it's not for everybody I mean I agree with what they said but I'm mad that they said it <laughs> oh that they're trying to shift the blame well not no not even that they shift the blame but I don't like that that they're like well Netflix does it <laughs> I, I I just I just don't think that I mean it made me mad I was just, you're a huge you're paramount you are a huge comp like a production company like, Just say that you stand by your movie. Don't bring Netflix into this. Yeah, Netflix does it. It's, it's like the the older, irrelevant brother. Like, well, they did it. <laughs> the one who didn't get the good job, but then they do something slightly similar. Yeah. And immediately, just the one time, they they, they go, but they make one movie. Yeah. That's like that. And they're like, oh, yeah. it's, it's just it came off bad yeah. to me in my head. 
But no, I, I understand. But that. I also agree with what they said. I'm glad they stood by their movie and, and yeah. that they want. But it seemed a tad on the defensive. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. That was fun. Yeah. Okay, Jack. Me like you, Lucky. I'm going to say that. Have I have I me likeyed or you have you me likeyed the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders? Yeah, I think I have before because we've yeah. talked about CMT. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember liking it. I believe that was my me liking. I don't think you me likeyed it. You know, I me likeyed it because you chose something super girly for your me likey, so I chose uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh. So well, I'm gonna do that it. this time. No, you can't have it. Why? Because I already chose it as me likey. It's in my me likey column. I can like it too. Not yours, but mine. Not yours, but mine. Not yours, but Okay, okay, I got one. What? I like the new Elenium album, Awake. It's amazing. I don't even know what that is. I'll play it for you. Okay. It's amazing. I think you'll really like it, honestly. Who's Elenium? We're going to go see him. At Escape? I don't know. I, I don't remember him actually being on the lineup. But they're amazing. I'll let you know. You'll, you, the, the music, the lyrics are so beautiful. They made me cry. But I'm in a particularly, um, particularly emotional state in my life right now. Mm-hmm. So that I'm pretty sure that a tissue dropping would make me cry. But... but this it's a it's very beautiful and there are several several album several um i feel like the whole album is full of hits nice so it's it's i love it when when an album comes hit after hit after hit that's good so everybody go go check it out it just came out a few days ago That was my turn. Yes. Um, I'd say mind me likey. Since you did music, I'll do music. Um, I've been getting into Mozart a lot lately and classical music because they downloaded this compilation of the best songs over the last um, like 200 years. I guess that's more than 200 years. I was thinking 1800s is more than 200 years. But yeah, because some of them are from the 1800s. I think I have one or two from the 1600s, but it's basically all the most famous classical music. And it was just like some broad collector's thing. So I just wanted to see, because I figured that if I got this, I could listen to the songs. And when I liked something, I would like star it. And then I would see how which ones got which stars. And I would find out which composers I liked or if I was more strings or percussion or wind section. Like wh- what mains I follow just to ch- kind of get my orchestral flow I guess or just you know because classical music is just so vast and it's just such such a big thing to just try to get into so I figured I'd start with the biggest thing and then just find something and narrow it down from there to find out what I really liked turns out I really like Mozart go figure but I think that also has to do with the fact that I love Amadeus 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 so a bunch of those songs are on there and they come on and I'm like I know this one I turn my head and I'm like, I know what's gonna happen next. Ba, 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 
So it's fine. I'm listening to a lot of classical music. Nice nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> you have to be so mean. What? Nerdy, 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 nerdy. Just because you like classical music doesn't make you a nerd. Nerdy, 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 nerdy. Classical. How does classical no, music I'm, make me a nerd? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're a nerd. Why? Nothing to do with classical music. Well, then why am I a nerd? Because you just are. You've always been a nerd. I take offense to that. You shouldn't, because it's better than being a dork. I'd rather be a dork than a nerd. A, a dork is, like, fixable. <laughs> nerds are just nerds in their core. Mm, it's the time of the nerd. I'm not, fine. I'm not a nerd. Stop calling me a nerd. You want to say goodbye? Thank you for listening to the You Don't Make Giant... What? <laughs> Thank you so for close. listening so close. to the You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. Uh, you can check us out on our Patreon page, and uh, we'll have exclusive content there. Uh, certain articles are going up. and mm-hmm. You get early access to podcasts. and um, Squids working on a um, stop motion picture. It's an animation. Yeah, an animation. It's not stop motion. motion. You're not going to no. do a Wallace and Gromit no, type thing? No, I'm, I'm just working on an animation because Jackson wrote a short story and I'm animating it and making it like a lyrical book or, you know what I mean? It'll be cute. Yeah, it'll be nice. I um, think it'll be worth your time. So if you if you enjoy... Shouldn't be more than four minutes. <laughs> if you enjoy pretty much our rambu- ramblings... Our ramblings. Our ramblings... Um, why don't you support support us in our rambling? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we need classes for Jackson's <laughs> speech impediment. Because, you know, I'm going, Black Betty, Ramblance. <laughs> Black Betty, Ramblance. Ambulance. Black Betty. Ambulance. Rambulance. It's a wambulance. <laughs> but yeah, just come come support us. Uh, we're trying to work really hard and uh, get all these shows out and get as much content out as we can with the time that we have. Yep. So. Yeah, we're working really hard to make sure that Yidam Fwigs expands. Yes, because, you know, we, the more creative content we put out there, the hopefully the more people we reach. So, yeah. We just want to say thank you for listening yeah thank you guys for listening to us and podcasts will continue to be free so you don't have to worry about it but if you yeah. do s- decide to subscribe to our patreon you, you do just get stuff early and you do get special uh perks there's different different levels on there so different depending on how much you are able to give or want to give um you we do try and make it worth your while yeah we do like we're, we're working really hard to make sure that the money that you give us isn't gonna be you know for naught not for not, you know what but I mean. for but for yay, but not not. <laughs> You're mean when you drink. <laughs> bye. Adios. <laughs> Who's saying bye and you went off on the Adios. Patreon? Adios. 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 <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sydney Illustrates or at Yidemfwigs. That's at Y-D-M-F-W-G-S. Check out sydneylangley.com for further podcast entries, art updates, and future events. If you have any suggestions as to what topic we should tackle next week, please leave a comment under the blog post. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.